Welcome back to FMC, people. That's right. We six is in the bag, but guess what? Guess what? We live today, pimps. Yeah, yeah. FMC is live today. Coach is coming to you in person. Okay. As close as I can to in person. You know what I mean? But hey, this is exciting. This is what we are going to do moving forward. Producers came and sat down with coaches and said, Hey, coach, look here. Your show is great, but the people need you live. They got questions they want to ask in the moment. They can't have the questions now. And then your show pop up at like two, three in the afternoon. And it's kind of like, but we didn't get that personal touch. Our coach understands. Coach understands. We're making adjustments and we're going to make this thing happen for the people. You understand? I'm excited. This is, this is what, long coming for you guys? I, coach, the team been telling you guys we got great things coming for the entire network, okay? Us going live from here on out, that's just a beautiful thing. I love it. That just gives Coach more opportunities to Run this mouth in person. All right. So, <laughs> hey, Tomo, by we upon us, we, we a couple weeks last. They've been here since week five. Now, due to the fact that we are into week seven, going into that week eight, there's gonna be a few extra teams on that buy. So, yeah, teams about to get real slim in the bye weeks. So, those of you, uh, especially my comrades at, at Maxwell's Pizza who have their own fantasy league, there have been trades going on in that league since we won. Like, I got one. Lil Danny came up with one trade. What's good, Teddy? Lil Danny came with one trade. He said he wanted to trade Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, I'm sorry, Danny. I forgot the receiver that you wanted to trade for. It was a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. It was the way the trade worked. It was a perfect trade. It's just those guys trade in a way that – each person's trying to stay afloat in the league. It, it, it works. Like, you guys got to understand. Coach never used to like to trade. But that's the coach is always about demolishing. That, that, that atmosphere in fantasy is over. Trades are not a bad thing. Look, you got trades where you, play, you, you, you sucker punch somebody in the mouth, but you got trades that benefit both sides. It's about what, hey, somebody just might be a little desperate or they might see the future, you know, and they want to dump off something. That they may not want on their roster right now. Oh, I think he straight. I think he traded for Stephon Diggs. That's what he did. Yeah, I think he traded Patrick Mahomes and he uh brought off Stephon Diggs. Not a bad trade at all. Why is that? He's riding with with Baker Mayfield right now. You feel me? Definitely doing bad. Baker's throwing good. He's throwing good balls right now. It's fantasy people. He's not. He don't have Baker Mayfield on the team because he expects Baker Mayfield to to win the Super Bowl this year. He's he's playing fantasy football and right now. Baker Mayfield's 18, 15 points in fantasy is great when he's got a slew of stars killing it. Would you do Patrick Mahomes for Brees Hall, Devon A. Chain, and Justin Fields? Uh, I would say yes due to the fact those two running backs are involved. Uh, I mean, Justin Fields. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and bash Justin Fields. No, him and his thumb going to get enough of that from you later. For fantasy purposes, yeah, that's a decent trade. It's a three-for-one, but, I mean, you have to package for Patrick Mahomes. That's just what he – you got to understand, this man has absolutely no weapons on the field, and he's, like, top three fantasy quarterbacks every week. He has no weapons besides Travis Kelsey, and yet this guy is still doing it. So any package you can come up with, uh, uh, that's a decent package for Patrick Mahomes 
coach. I hate that mic, but for you to either receive or trade, the, the, the opposite of that has to be a decent package. Uh, and yeah, Devon A. Chain for Brees and with Brees Hall and Justin Fields, you're doing three runners with one arm uh, uh, for Patrick Mahomes, 700 yards rushing and 5,000 yards passing. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a decent trade. Um, I think whoever gets either side is both teams are literally helping each other. Because uh, I'm assuming whoever needs Patrick Mahomes needs a, needs a quarterback. Bad. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. So now that we're live. All right. Welcome to FFC. Let's 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 jump right into it. Uh line up those comment sections if you can, please. If you have any questions for coach, coach will stop what he is talking about so we can get into those uh questions from you all because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to give out information uh uh for my time here on the show, but I'm also here to answer all your questions while we're here on the show. So please, please hit those comment sections up, guys. Um let's see here. All right, so let's get into our first topic. And it's it's the topic that uh, no one likes, and that is our fantasy busts for week six. Um, let's see here. I'm in the wrong. Wait, wait, there we go. All right, let's look up our real quick. I want to give a few shout outs to the people that I get my information from when I look up my fantasy uh, my fantasy information. Uh, one is to fantasy football on Instagram. I love looking at their information. They have they their layout is amazing. That's where I get all of my uh basically that's where I get my they give me the right information when it comes to you know busts and heroes. Like I can I don't have to scale through ESPN's list of players. Now they're giving me the specific people that I would actually want on my bust or my uh heroes list. And then they actually have a good breakdown of like um you know, positions, wide receiver, who did great and wide receiver, who did great at tight ends, who did great at quarterback, kicker, defense, you know. So they break that down real well. Um, they give you your top eight, top ten, and it depends on where I get it. I get it from football, uh, fantasy footballer. I also pull from – who else I pull from? Oh, I can go to my saves. That's why. <laughs> uh, fantasy footballer. And let's see. Oh, I didn't save it. No, I'll get to them when I when I have to look them up. But uh, so let's start with our bus right now. And when I look up that other information, I, I'll shout out to that uh, that Instagram page when I do that. All right, so let's go here back to fantasy footballer. And let me make sure I didn't miss any uh, comments. All right. So our fantasy duds, our, our, our ugly busts, people who just did not pan out. Bottom of the list, we got Sam Laporta. And unfortunately, it has been ugly for the last two weeks. Not for golf. Golf has been looking good. He's got a lot of weapons. And I think that's just that's what's going on right now. Now, there is another David Montgomery injury, it seems. Um, nothing that needs to be on Coach's couch, I think. Um, but... I think with that injury, we should see a little bit more Sam Laporta in week six. So, I mean, in week seven. So, don't worry. It has been an ugly two weeks. It really has, especially for our guy because he's been real big for us for a few weeks. But I think that'll pick back up. Um, and he didn't do bad. I mean, four for 36 is average for a tight end. He's missing a touchdown or he's missing, like, you know, two other receptions for another 20-something yards. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's, it's not that he's he's – He's really just missing a touchdown, to be quite honest with you. Everything else of what he's kind of been doing has been it's been what he is. And again, they're tied in numbers. Seven points, it's not bad, 
But for seven reporters, where we kind of need that, that they were missing those 17, 18 points. Those, they were nice. 21. Those were a little nice. And he, he was consecutive from like week what? Weeks two through four. But like I said, the last two weeks, here you go, Carl. Carl, I love putting this in your face because you hate this team so much. But anyway, <laughs> I know. I kind of hope we don't lose to Michigan State. <laughs> I have been messing with Carl for weeks. Throwing sweaters in his face, throwing cups in his face. And I still got to deal with the fact that my Michigan Wolverines have the softest football schedule. And uh, yeah, they're 7 0, but they ain't played nobody. And I'm afraid we're going to mess around running to Michigan State, Ohio State, and just get, just get the model. Yeah, 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 I'm not, you know, hey, Carl, you know I'm fair about it. You know, I got to mess, but you know, I'm fair about mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that, 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 that 7 0 that seven is a real. It's the softest seven and zero you can have in college football, and I know it's going to tear. It's going to tear us a new one when we play somebody big. Anyway, let's get back to fantasy. <laughs> All right, Calvin Ridley. Yep, here we go. Back on the blood list, buddy. Like you gave the people hope one week, <laughs> and then fell right back apart. And then just the part negative four rest of y'all. Why do you keep you the ball to rest of the ball? You know you can barely do anything in the open field when two people are guarding you, and they want to sit there and put the ball in your hand against a whole line. That was stupid. <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, yeah, this four for thirty—that's got to—that's got to stop. You—you got to do better, Calvin. You, you really do. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I don't know why you still got him. He should have been traded or dropped. It's—it's uh, it's gonna be flaky like that because what 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 the Jaguars are about to go through—they're about to go through a roster, not a revamp, but more like a uh, re-imaging. You know what I mean? Meaning they're gonna refine who the number one is. ETN is their back, and that's going to be it. Um, and they got to find they, the reason why they have to re-image who the number one is. They got to get Lawrence back into the fold before playoffs. Like week six, seven, eight, it's time to get into playoff mode. Like we got to we got to figure out who we are right now. Uh, okay, or we're not going to the playoffs. Period. I don't give a damn. We're three and two. I don't care for four and one. Okay, because obviously nobody is undefeated. Okay, everybody took week six real lightly, and some teams got real upset. So, um, and look, for me, the 49ers loss, that is the weakest loss I will not say nothing about. You missed a field goal and lost by that. That happens. Other than that, I think the 49ers are still the number one team in the NFL. They lost because their kicker could not complete a field goal. Okay, Teddy, we're going to see a new NFL real soon where these running backs are getting paid, even with this slew of injuries, because we ain't got kickers and punters and special teams on the field. Everything going to start from 25. I'm just saying. I mean, running backs going to get paid, though. And even, even fullbacks. They're going to have money for fullbacks because they don't have special teams. All right, I'm just telling y'all. Anyway, <laughs> I just traded Zay Flowers for Ridley. No, that's what you should not have done, Teddy. You should have kept Zay Flowers, bro. No. No. Wait, wait. Hold on. Zay Flowers. Not – let me let me double-check that because there's Zay Jones and there's Zay Flowers. <laughs> One of them you should not have traded. No, you should not have traded Zay Flowers. No, you should not have done that. You should have kept him. Uh, I understand they're struggling right now, but they're going to find it. Like, they're going to – that group – Zay is the number one. That's That's been taken. He took that. I think in week three, you should not have traded his flowers for Calvin Ridley. Uh, hopefully it worked out for you, Teddy. I'm not sure how your record is doing so far, but Matt Jones leading the way. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Uh, is it time for me to give up on Dalvin Cook project and drop him? Well, you should have never took him. He should have stayed. I mean, he didn't do nothing week one. They lost Aaron Rodgers week one. He didn't do nothing week two. They took the snap count off Brees Hall in week five. Yeah, bro. That, yeah, there was no need for Dalvin Cook to be on your roster anymore. He was he, oh, so sorry for you. Oh, man, I can't believe that happened to you. Uh, but, yeah, let him go. Let him go. Just drop him. Just drop him and uh, chop that one up to a mistake. We make them. We make them. That's the life of fantasy football. We hope so much for players, and then we get a Dalvin Cook, you know? <laughs> All right, so let's see who else we got on our bus. Uh, let's see. Did my Instagram page just go? There we go. All right, so we got George Kittle. Well, here's the thing. He was, he was a bust this week. Um, what? I've been telling you guys, you really, here's, it's hard to start Kittle because, yes, he's a receiving tight end, but we all forget his number one job is the block. That's why they run so much. It's it's because of him, because they can hit that outside because of George Kittle. What you think they're gonna use more? I mean, I would say if Debo is out this week, um, or if McCaffrey is out this week, I, George Kittle may have a better week. But if they had everybody playing, guys, everybody, George Kittle is the last target. He is the last person getting targeted, bro. Again, one reception for one yard. Now his one reception is fine. That's what he does with that one reception. But that's all he's really gonna get, guys. It's 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 they have a lot of weapons. A lot, a lot of weapons. Jones has been on my bench. Well, I say what, uh Teddy, um, because that's fine. Like when you say on your bench, and if you've got other receivers that don't come off the field, and that's why you want to trade Zay Jones for Calvin Ridley. I still don't know why you want Calvin Ridley. I don't know why you want Calvin Ridley. That's my issue. But I don't see an issue with the trade. Um but Jones could he could have still sat on your bench, or he could have been a trade target for a, a running back or a better a better receiver. I don't know. Calvin Ridley has he's gonna flip flop all year because their offense is not gonna go through him. Man, it just they tried it through him for like four weeks and look what happened. So now they're they're literally re-imaging what they want to do on offense, and they're gonna win without him. Basically, if he can be a part of that, they're gonna get him some rocks. But they're not, I don't think they're looking for him as their go-to at all. All right, uh, let's see here. Puka Nakua. Now, yeah, he's on the bus list. But you know what other list is on? Can coach do it? The coaches told you so list. Didn't I tell y'all to stop playing with this Puka Nakua crap? I told y'all the minute Cooper Cup come back, it's going to shrink. Y'all didn't believe me? Oh, because it looked too good. The one week Cooper Cup came back and they both had it. Okay, bro, that was one week. It is going to look like that every so often. But that team belongs to Cooper Cup. Period. Period. He's the number two. Okay? The number two. And sometimes the number two don't get as many targets as the number three because the number three gets open before the number two. Oh, look at Jalen Waddle. The fantasy gods didn't bless me. Hey, let me tell you something, bro. Jonathan, you my new fan. You want to know why? Because you tell it like it is. Coach them whipped behind in fantasy. You understand me? I am fantasy. I am fantasy. Okay, I do it all. 
I know how to play this game. And last year was the worst year I ever had. I had Devontae Williams, who's supposed to pop off. Yep, he popped an ACL. I had uh, 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 Justin Herbert, who was supposed to be fantasy gold, and he had bruised ribs all season. I had Dalvin Cook, who I said, you got to do what you did last year, and he did everything but score a touchdown. So I'm walking with a number one running back with only nine, eight points every damn game because he can't get his behind in the end zone. Bruh, I know the feeling. And sometimes the fantasy guys tell you it is not your year. And you have to listen to them. You can't defy them. You have to understand. And here's what I mean. You have to listen to them. Don't quit. Don't be that loser that 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 he's 0-5 right now and he messes around and just don't do nothing with his team for the whole rest of the year. Just you just you just quit. You suck if you do that. You a sucker for doing that. Bruh, like. Like, real talk, I've been in some bad wins. I've had some bad losses. And and you know what I do for the rest of the season? Whose season can I mess up for the rest of the year? That's my goal now. I want to see whose season I can destroy now. If I ain't going to make it, I'm taking somebody with me. Come on, bro. We, like, we can't just quit because we're not winning, make it. Like, that's that's just – you're a sucky player if you do crap like that, man. You, you're real sucky. But anyway, uh, let's see. Puka Nakua is going to be up and down because when the cup go off, we all know that guy, Stafford, got one vision. <laughs> so, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, four for 26. They went, and again, y'all remember, Kyron Williams going off as a running game, too. So, so, so we all know what Sean McVay going to do. He going to eat that, he going to eat the yards on the ground first, bro. He going to eat yards, he going to eat on the ground first. And then it goes to cup. Target value first is the cup. Okay. But while Kyron really while, while Kyron is sitting here running the ball the way he is, Puka is now the third option in targets. That's how the ball rolls, pimps. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it for what it is. You understand? Uh, look at AJ Brown. No, nah, Tomo, ain't no joking. Look, hey, look here. I'm gonna say it right here on coach FFC. Bruh, AJ Brown stole the number one role. He might have heard all them jokes about the number two. Uh, he ain't playing like a number two this year. I'm a, I'm a, I can't. Tomo, this is the one year we can't ride that one together, bro. We can't do it. I get that Schmitty is taking on D-double, but it's not like they're leaving. They're not leaving A.J. Brown one-on-one anymore. I've seen him literally this year go against two go against two defenders. He's, he's not looking bad at all. He's looking like – now uh, – yeah, the AJ narrative, that, that narrative is dead. The narrative of him being a number two is officially dead. Coach is calling the hair right here on FFC because he's not playing like a number two wide receiver. He, he's playing like a number one. If you look at him, if you look at AJ, uh, uh, Jettas, if you look at uh, 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 Tyreek Hill, you got to put that man right there, uh, uh, right there in, in, in that spot. You got you have to. He's, he's up there in the top five. He's a top five wide receiver. Tell me who's better than AJ Brown right now outside of the three that I've named. Cooper Cup should be up there, but he was hurt. Sorry. Smitty should have been him. But the ball is going to AJ, bro. I can't. Coach going to tell you what he sees, right? Last year, the year before that, didn't see that. Okay? This year, he made a comment to his boy on the sideline, his quarterback. And he ain't been the number two ever since. He's been the number one. Now, I've always said AJ Brown played great football. 
I've always said that, but I've always been honest about how he's been only taking on like one corner. And I remember I've equivalented that to the Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. It wasn't to, to nag on anyone. It was to basically say, when you have a number, a real number one, like Smitty had 1,100 yards last year. That's really good, taking on two defenders. A.J. Brown had 1,200, taking on two defenders. Who had 14, taking on one defender? Juju, who had 1,400 yards, taking on one defender? A.J. Brown. But again, that narrative is dead as of this year because A.J. Brown is not playing like a number two. He is literally playing as the number one wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Smitty is the number two. I needed to see it, and it's in my eyes, okay? So you'll never hear a coach play that joke about A.J. Brown being a number two ever again. He shut that. He shut my mouth up. Okay, coach is fair about what he see, man. Uh, hey, me and Luca, me and Lucas, and 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 and, and, and Buddha, we've had this argument at work, and I'm I'm sorry, like the literally the Eagles are playing on the field while we were having this argument on, on Sunday Night Football, and I'm literally watching AJ Brown eat as the number one, and it's just like when it's in your face, it's in your face. You got to eat the crow, bro. I ate the crow. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I traded Kittle, Cook, and Gabe Davis for Pacheco and Tutu. No. Oh, my God. No. No. Teddy. Oh, Teddy. After this season, Teddy, me and you going to have a sit down, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix this. Teddy, I get – which Cook did you give away? You gave Davin Cook. I mean, I get it for Pacheco. Gabe Davis for Tutu. I would have kept Dave. Tutu Atwell is now the number four target on that team. Remember – Cup is back. Cup is back. That don't mean Tutu move up. That means Puka moved down and Tutu moved even further down. The, 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 they're not eating, bro. You got to remember that they're running the ball very well. And the Rams are going to be – I got to look at what they're doing because they, they might be scarily in the playoffs this year the way, they, the way they're playing football. Like, it's not funny. They're playing really good football right now. And Tutu Edwell is not a part of that. I mean, he is – in a sense, he's a target, but he's not the target for fantasy football. He's the target for their team. Like, no, I, I wouldn't have done. I don't know. Oh, Teddy. Woo! <laughs> See, Tomo, Tomo said, Teddy, you traded with everyone but me. <laughs> well, Tomo, give him somebody he can use because, uh, oh, Teddy, your team is not looking good, bro. Who raped you? I hate using that word. Who? Somebody, somebody, hey, somebody got Teddy for some players, man. Somebody did that to Teddy wrong. I'm going to find out. That's wrong. <laughs> Teddy, you don't have a better season next year. I promise you that. Me and you going to work on that. Okay, okay. Dalvin Cook. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Well, if you're about to say, if you going to say his brother, I'm going to be a little worried. All right. But still, I don't know. Tutu Atwell, I, I like him as a player. It's not about him as a player. It's his target value drops because Cup is back. You, you got to deal with that. Um. Not gonna be wrong. I think you guys are playing in a 14-man league, so it may be valuable in a flex. You know what I mean? It's just it's gonna be if you don't need them, you might be using you might be coughing them up. Uh if somebody gets injured, like you might be dropping two-two for somebody. If somebody on another team gets injured and the receiver, you know, is available on the wire, you might be doing that, bro. Um, I get what you're doing, and I, I'm I'm okay with it. It's just the players you're doing it for is just, they're kind of like like, like Pacheco, like he got fast feet, but he got a body like stone. Like he ain't going nowhere. It's weird. <laughs> but he getting the rock. So I, I, I agree with that one. 
Um, all right, so let's see. And last but not least is the hopefully number one train target in the NFL this year, uh, in live NFL, not fantasy. Uh, Devontae Adams with 49, 4.9 points, two receptions, 29 yards. Uh, look, does anybody know why Jacoby Myers is his guy? Is, is Garoppolo's guy. Only person that really will know this, Dave, because Dave had to deal with this crap when he was a 49er. He can't throw to the other side of the field. Like, I don't know why people don't see that about Jimmy Garoppolo. But that's why Byers eats and, and Devontae just basically takes everybody with him down the field because he can't throw to that side of the field. So that's why Jacoby Myers is eating. That's why Devontae Adams is getting traded. And most likely, hopefully, God, hopefully, to the Kansas City Chiefs. They need a receiver. They desperately need a number one guy. And they got the money to pay Devontae. Okay, they got the money. They got the money to pick up that trade. I hope it's. The, I hope that's where he goes. Like they, he really. They. Oh my God, it, it's either him or Jalen Waddle. One of them needs to be a Kansas City Chief. One of them needs to. Both of them need to leave their teams and go be number one somewhere else. But one of them it, it needs to be Kansas City. And I'm hoping it's Devontae Adams. I, I really like him, and for his career to end on as a Raider. Out of the playoffs would really suck. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is the year for him to catapult. He has to go somewhere else, right? Even if they don't win, but they can make it to the playoffs and come stronger next year. You know what I mean? It's still viable for him to be a Jet. I'm still screaming Jets. They not they not laying down like I thought they would. And if this dude who walked around with our crutches all of a sudden, this well, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is, but <laughs> y'all can call Brady the AI. But this dude go hit dark places and come out magic. I don't get it. He he he's, he just walking around now. I, if this man say he's trying to come back in the playoffs, I want to see it. I will pay money to see that. So, could the Jets make a push for Devontae Adams? Maybe. Have two wide receivers. I don't know. But Devontae Adams should be traded before the trade deadline. I, I truly believe that. He can't keep ending up on these dud lists. He's not a damn dud. But he is this week. He's a bust this week. And that's unfortunate. All right? All right, so next up, what do we got? Uh, we're going to go into our fantasy hero. All right, let's check these comments real quick. Uh, Mitchell Ford, Ahmed Gainwell, pick one running back, full PPR. Thanks, man. Uh, let me see. Mitchell Ford, Ahmed Gainwell. I would go with, if you're talking about Isaiah Ford, Ford from the, from the uh, Cleveland. Browns, it's Ford all day. Um, if you're not trusting Ford too well, I do like Ahmed. Here's why I like Ahmed. I'm going to say something on this show. Y'all probably ain't going to thought you would never hear Coach say. See, that's why I like going live because I get to get crap out that I no longer have to hold on to, and y'all get to hear right here and there. Listen closely. I do like Ahmed. I kind of like Ahmed over, uh, over Ford. You want to know why? Miami Dolphins have the number one offensive line. Yeah, I said it right here. Oh, you don't believe me? The Miami Dolphins have four running backs. Ahmed is the fourth one. Every single running back, because Wilson's not back yet. He's the fourth one, really. But every single running back that has ran behind this offensive line has gained 
three to five yards a carry. Hmm. Oh, outside of one game against a division rival, Tua Tugabailoa has not been hit. Sack-wise. The Miami Dolphins have the number one offensive line. Now, could it be a lot of the schemes of getting the ball out of his hands quickly? Absolutely. I mean, that helps your offensive line. What do I always say? You can't beg your offensive line to shotgun for five to seven seconds every drive. You cannot do that on every down. You cannot do that. They will cough up a lot of sacks because they're tired. But the quicker you get that ball out your hands, the quicker they can protect you, okay? They only need three to five seconds of protection, of really good protection. Anything outside of that, you are putting too much pressure on your offensive line. You got to understand that, okay? What they're doing is they're helping the offensive line by running effectively, by getting the ball out of Tua's hands effectively. But I think, Dave, I think the Eagles have the number one offense, but I don't think they have the number one offensive line. Uh, because you can get back there on them. You can't get back outside of one game. It's hard to get to Tua. It, it, it's really hard. Now, again, a lot of that I do have, again, I say it has to do with them getting the ball out quicker. I don't know if Jalen is holding the ball long, but their, their plays aren't designed for him to hold the ball long. So I won't really say that. Um, a real quick update, Rams running back Kyron Williams is expected to miss multiple games, but should be back at the latest after week 10 bye. So for you, Teddy, that 2-2 Atwell trade may have worked out for you because with Kyron Williams being, being expected to miss multiple games, they're going to air the ball out. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still going to run the ball, but they're going to air the ball out. So, yeah, you can slide 2-2 Atwell in there uh, for some extra touches, for some extra targets. So it might not be too bad for a few weeks. Yeah, look who Bella Adams went against this week. Belichick doesn't let number ones go. And that's true. But, again, Grappolo don't like to throw to that side of the field anyway. You got to think, all, all year it's been Jacoby Myers. It hasn't been Devontae Adams. It would have been Devontae Adams Jacoby Myers was out. Uh, let's see. So let's get into – oh, let me check more. Make sure I, have, I didn't miss anybody. Dolphins have the best offense. i tell you what, this Eagles – I need to see these – I need to see this Eagles. This Eagles, Miami – I think that's this week, right? It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a really big game. Dave, this game, let's say, will decide who has the number one offense. Not the number one defense, because I think both teams can attack each other's defense. This will this game will be displayed as who, as who has the number one offense. Because don't get me wrong, Tyreek Hill is going to shred the hell out of that safe, the secondary in the Eagles. But what have I been saying all year? Baker Mayfield did it. Mac Jones did it. That secondary in the Eagles is not good. But that front seven is. So you still have to be careful. With the... Uh, 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 um, with the Miami Dolphins, they're they're a half football team, meaning depending on what half they start slow, they'll have to pick up. But you know, you can get them if they if you mess up one of their halves, basically. Uh, if you get to them, and you can get to them because they are weak. Where I see to say they have the number one line, i.e., any running back can go back there and be an effective runner, and the fact that they're protecting Tua very well, they do have one issue, and that is their interior line. And they've been disguising it very well. They've been, meaning I think they're keeping things away from that weakness. But 
I don't know, that defensive line for the Eagles can get in there. So where we saw Tua Tagovailoa protected outside of that um, outside of that uh, Bills game, we could see Tua get hit in this game against the Eagles because they are ferocious in that front seven, okay? So, but I still think both teams, we may be looking like a 38, 34-point uh, team, uh, point game. I see it, I see it being – I can see it as a high-scoring game. And you might say uh, with the Eagles, because they may start off, they start off slow too. They, you know, but you know, they pick it up. It's just they like to what I like about the Eagles is they don't change their game plan at all. They if they if they look like it's about to struggle, they they continue with what they do, run the ball, uh, bootleg, move the ball forward. You know, they take their time. They they take shots where they need to take shots, but they also take their time. And they're very, very uh um I hate to use the word professional the way they play. <laughs> professional the way they play. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't play like little boys. They don't play like um, they don't, they don't take every win like like it's a Super Bowl. I, I would say they're on the same mission as the 49ers. I just think the 49ers mission is just, just it's a little bit more. Because <laughs> uh they're more, I think they're more pissed. Don't get me wrong, Jalen. You pissed, you made it, you lost. 49ers should have never been in the situation they were in on a fifth quarterback losing in that super in that playoff game to y'all that it should have been Brock Purdy winning unfortunately that's my I, I really believe the Eagles would not be in the playoffs if that 49er team was any bit healthy that's just my point personal opinion I can y'all can rip me a new one for that one but I'm always gonna scream that they were on their fifth quarterback who should have never even been in the game but anyway uh let's get in to these heroes, where we at? Number one. Oh no, sorry. Number five. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the bottom. Cooper Cup, of course, he's the man. Uh, seven receptions for 148 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and again, if it's a small game like this for Cup, it's gonna be an even smaller game for Cooper. You got it, guys. Depending on who they're playing, or be he he ate, but he only ate by seven. Normally, if Cooper Cup really eating, he eating nine ten. Maybe 11. And then that gives Puka about five more. That means they're playing against a soft defense, but they played they played a defense, and Coop only Coop only has seven. Okay. Uh Tyreek Hill. So that's 27 points that Cooper Cup gave the people. Another hero is Tyreek Hill. Boy, even with uh, they call it a cramp. I hope it was a cramp. He was rubbing that bad boy like it was a hamstring. But he's short. And if it was a hamstring, maybe it was just a grade one. And he took a shot up his butt and he got back on the field. So and the man on a mission for MVP or something. I don't know. He he ain't slowing down, I tell you that. <laughs> but six receptions, 163 yards and a touchdown. I'm liking the numbers that I'm seeing out of these receivers lately. Like the fact that they're putting up more than 130 yards a game, like this is absolutely insane. And I love it. Because yeah, go out here and expose. Go out here and get these balls, man. Come on. You know, 90, 85 yards a game. Stop that. Go out here and, and play ball. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Try to tell you, Teddy. I tried to tell you. Carl, I'm going to do it to you one more time. <laughs> Michigan, please be Michigan State. <laughs> hey, if y'all want to create, uh, real, real quick before I continue, if you guys want to catch great, great college talk, friends, please, please tune in to CTC, Carl Talking College. This man breaks down college like I have never seen before, and I love college football, and I love college commentary. This man right here knows his college. 
He knows the college. I mean, and when I say knows college, man, you can sit down and talk to somebody who knows college. Like, yeah, man, you know, 52 from uh, that linebacker from uh, uh, Kansas City State, man, he'll beat. But you know what Carl's going to do? You know what he's going to say? Man, that kid, Jonathan Taylor the third, man, when he was in high school, they said, like, that's how deep Carl gets. He's giving you the name of this kid. He's giving you the stat lines from the beginning of his life. You understand what I'm telling you? This man does his research, bro. He does his research. Don't get me wrong. Don't, the college got all that information. He goes and gets that information so he can. He wants you all to understand what you're watching, what kid you need to be paying attention to, who is coming for the NFL soon. This, that, this dude knows college football. I'm telling you. Carl talking college is what you need to be tuned into, okay? All right. Uh, let's see. So Tyreek Hill got everybody 28 points in fantasy. Another guy, I like him, but man, he's no, no, no. I think I think Carolina is finding a groove with him and the quarterback. And this quarterback, who again, I'll say I didn't like him going to Carolina. I just didn't see there was there was nothing there, and I don't know if they're gonna have enough time to build around him. Just because it takes a long time to build, and by the time they got the team ready, he might be an elite quarterback with a great team, or he might be like. They they done, they done beat them up too much, and there's nothing you can get out of them. You know what I mean? I gotta go find another quarterback. That's my worry with him with the Carolina Panthers. It was never in, in his height and his weight. But it seems Anthony Richardson is the one with the shoulder dislocated in the season ending injury. Uh, because again, like I said, I saw that hit and he rolled over, but he rolled over his whole body and his arm was still left over. I knew he wasn't coming back this year. I knew that. They, I didn't need a report telling me he has he he needed season-ended injury. The fact that on camera he rolled and that elbow, and all of this stayed right there. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the kid. I'm laughing at like I'm not laughing. I'm just trying to tell you like if you didn't see it then, uh uh uh, uh come to coach all the time because coach knows when he see it. I call it like that. I'm talking like that. I've seen I've watched football a long time. I've watched a lot of quarterbacks roll over without that arm. And nine times out of ten, you're not coming back. I don't think I've seen a quarterback come back from that 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 whole shoulder arm not coming with them. It's not it's not attached. People, they have to reattach it, and sometimes it's dislocated, and it's it's a dislocation. So you know he's going to need you know eight weeks, and those usually take about eight weeks because of collarbone situation. They take a long time. But if it's not, if it's a season, if it's if normally it's a season ending one, bro. It's it's. If thing didn't come with him, <laughs> it's like it's like that trying to pop that leg back in place. No, you know, no, nah, buddy, it's gone. You have to get it put back in by the by the doctor, and you're gonna sit on the couch for a while. Um, oh, so I guess I do have a couch buddy, uh, Anthony Richardson. You can come on over. Though we didn't have a couch uh, coach's couch segment for today, I did forget Anthony Richardson was hurt. So, yeah, yeah, you, your your season is over, young buck. Uh, we will see you again next year. Uh, let's see. But uh, as for Bryce Young, man, that kid is tough. Like, I saw last game, but Miami was not. I think they were trying to put that kid out of the game. I'm sorry. They were hitting the snot out of him. Yeah, he kept just getting up. Just get on up. And he, it's not like he was getting up and screwing up. He got up and threw, had a feeling 11 receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. Can't be mad at that. Uh, 20, that's another 28 points for Adam Thielen. Uh, Mara St. Brown, 12 receptions for 124 yards and a touchdown, 30 points. 
and Raheem Mostert, 115 rushing yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 17 yards, and a touchdown. Raheem Mostert is a monster, bro. He's a little banged up now. They got you, Ahmed. And yes, I do like Ahmed in this because, again, so far. Now, let me correct something. I don't think I like Ahmed this week. I don't think I like Ahmed this week because I don't like any running back against the Eagles defense. Again, that front seven will not let you run the football. You can throw it all day long. You're not running the football. Now, the, will Miami, could they possibly be successful in the run game against the Eagles? We'll see. Maybe they light them up in the air enough to tire them out. But And it could come late in the game. With, and that's if it's with the Miami win. Uh, but if, they, if they're if they're coming in the game to have a balanced run-pass game against the Eagles, you can run past Tyler Stack crap out the door. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to go pass heavy on these boys. Ask Baker Mayfield. Ask uh, 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 Mac Jones. Ask any quarterback that had to play against this Eagles secondary. You're going to have to go pass heavy because that's what you can do. But you can't run on this team. They will defeat you on the ground, okay? Uh, so this week, I do not like a man. Um, let me so I, I do want to correct that. I do like Ford more this week. Uh, and that's because Raheem Mostert mm, is Raheem Mostert playing this week. Stay tuned. We'll we'll talk more about this situation, guys. Let's stay tuned. It's, it's only Wednesday. You know, we just we're discussing things that happened. You know, we're recapping last week and going over our uh, our, our our bad players and good players. We got more positions to go over and stuff like that. But stay tuned. We got an episode tomorrow going live. We got a one third uh, uh Friday going live Friday. Is the one you need to watch because that's where we will know who we're going to start and sit, especially with this uh, 49er, I mean, this uh, Miami team via injuries. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for the Friday episode. We'll get we'll get more detailed information on that situation. All right, so let's look at some more positions here. Let's look at the quarterbacks. We have at the bottom Justin Herbert for 22 for 37, 222 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, one reception <laughs> for 10 yards, but that gives you 19 points for for uh, good old Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurst was 28 for 45 for 280 yards and a touchdown, three interceptions, Ooh, but he still got you 19 points with one rushing touchdown. Uh, Jared Goff, 30 for 44 for 353 yards and two touchdowns and three rushing yards for 22 points. Tua Tugavailoa, 21 for 31, 262 and three touchdowns for 22 points. And guess who's leading the pack, people? Ding, ding, ding. You hit it. Dak Prescott, 21 for 30, 272 yards, one touchdown, 40 rushing yards for one touchdown. No interceptions. He cleaned that up this week. All right. Next up, we got our running backs. Derrick Henry had a good game. Let's see here. 97 rushing yards for one touchdown, two receptions for 16 yards for 19 points. Brees Hall, the unleashed, 39 rushing yards, one touchdown, five rushing, five receiving yards for 54 yards for 20 points. That touchdown really helped. So did those, uh, so did those catches, uh, five for 54. That's that's big. <laughs> Kyron Williams, 158 rushing yards and one touchdown for 21 points. Uh, Travis Etienne, 55 rushing yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 28 yards. Uh, 23 points. Hey, he's not going to have big rushing yards. His stuff is going to be like 55, 67, 88. But his best friend is Trevor Lawrence, which is why he got two touchdowns. So Travis Etienne is going to be fallacy relevant due to he likes his quarterback and his quarterback likes him. And, of course, we went over Raheem Mostert's 115 rushing yards for two touchdowns and three receptions for 17 yards and a touchdown. 
All right, let's see here. Next up is the receivers. Uh, we pretty much went over three of them already. Cup, Tyreek, and Adam Thielen, or four of them. <laughs> and Amara Ross A. Brown. Uh, lastly is Keenan Allen, seven receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown for 21 points. So he had a great game. So good job on those five receivers. Uh, tight ends. We got Michael Mayer, five receptions for 75 yards for 12 points. Johnu Smith, four receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown for 13 points. And whoa, 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 whoa. Kyle Pitts, four receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. Don't get excited. Actually, you can get excited. You can. You want to know why? Both of them are going to score like this each week. And I think they found a way to make him relevant. And that's they've got maybe it's the red zone. I don't know. Uh, let's look at it again next week. I can't tell you to hold up. Put it this way. If you dropped Kyle Pitts by now, right, you dropped him. Oh, hold on. We got a shout out. Uh, shout out to the best fantasy show out there. Shout out to the network. Hashtag start spreading the news. Hashtag do your job. Hashtag humbly. Hashtag fight on. Hashtag refuse to lose. Thank you, Teddy, for that super chat. All right. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, I think, I think, let's see. And they said, Jamie dropped. Kyle Pitts, he's been playing them this long. Well, might as well keep him in, see what he do. He uh, see what he do. if they can if Kyle Pitts can reproduce this next week, I think we can actually say uh with Desmond Ritter, Kyle Pitts may have found a groove. They may have found what they need. They said they're not trading him. Arthur Smith came out and said they're not trading him. One thing I know about Arthur Smith is when he speaks, he says that's pretty much it. That's his word. Okay. I respect Arthur Smith. This was the one disrespect i have not respected and this how they've been doing cow pits all this time but i don't know maybe they're they've been always trying to find a way to do it he's never complained uh he goes to work does his job we'll see what happens we'll see if this continues i don't want to get fantasy owners uh, uh happy and then he goes and craps the bed right next week we will watch however i've never seen cow pits give two consecutive great weeks he does that we might be talking about Kyle Pitts emerging into something now. Uh, Pitts is my <laughs> Yo, the fantasy guys love Teddy. <laughs> Yo, hey, Teddy, that might that might do something for you, bro. Um... <laughs> oh, man, that, that might do something for you, bro. Um Patience is key. Hey, hey, you're not lying to that. And that's the thing about fantasy, man. Um, sometimes you got to rock with your roster and, and you just got to let it. That's why I said don't quit. Don't quit. Are you, if you're all on fire, are you going to the playoffs? No. <laughs> You've won, you lost one too many games and that playoff hopes, hopes are over. But you can still fight. You can still make the right moves. You can still make your team some form of relevant, right? Go on a win streak. For the last few games that they have, right? Like, uh oh, this dude didn't turn into something. He he didn't he didn't just lay down. I hate people that lay down, bro. Like, if I if I if I'm playing and I got a win from a team because this dude didn't start five players because he pretty much quit after week two or three, I I hate that win. I don't want that win. Like that sucks. Like I didn't do anything in that game. I, I get it, it's an easy win, but screw you, you suck for quitting. I wanted to beat the hell out of you first, you know? Let me let me have my glory. Man, don't take a fantasy glory away from people, man. People work hard on their rosters, okay? 
They really do. They work hard every year doing these drafts, doing the research, doing these mock drafts. Don't sit out here and crap on people because you suck and because you, you quit because you don't know what to do now. That's not your, that's your fault you don't have backup plan. Don't play fantasy football if you don't know how to play, if you don't know how to take a loss. Crappy people like that, man. I hate that crap. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, all right, next tight end, Dalton Schultz. Hey, look, Dalton Schultz has showed up three weeks in a row. I love it. The Texans have a tight end. The Texans got a quarterback, and he loves his tight end. I love that. Uh, Dalton Schultz has been eating, and he's gonna. I think that's that's gonna continue. John from Maxwell's. I had him. I think he's four and one, but I had him. I know he was missing the tight end. I think we got some more pieces we got to work on. But buddy, he picked up. He picked up Dalton Schultz off of my word. Dalton Schultz to be eat for three weeks in a row. Jose been following me every he Jose comes to me every day, every day at work about what to do with his team. I think Jose is either three and two or two and two or four, or like I think he's I think or he might be three and three. If he's not three and three, he's uh he's four and two. Okay. And that's from every week he comes to me. Every single week he is with me and we are going through his roster. We are switching players, we're making trades. Uh, 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 we're doing everything we can. These dudes actually come to me at work about every fantasy question. Gus comes to me about everyone. He get worried about AJ Brown, not AJ Brown, about uh, Jalen Hurts every week. He get worried because every week it's the third quarter and Jalen Hurts got like eight. <laughs> like Gus, calm down, Gussie, calm down. Enzo Bra, calm down, okay. Jalen Hurst gonna get you your touchdown by the four, by, by the time that clock says zero zero zero, he won't have two three touchdowns for you, bro. Every game, no way. It just it's the way that offense moves. They they, they take time. They they take forever to score. I know they do, <laughs> and I know it takes cracks on people all day long. But he also has AJ Brown. His saving grace. He traded uh D uh, uh, Hop for that off of my recommendation. Yeah, trade D Hop absolutely. I'm not saying D Hop a bad player, but. Why not have the connection of A.J. Brown with Jalen Hurst? Now, be careful with that. The bye weeks are coming up, and you're going to be down a quarterback and a receiver. So you got to be careful with that. But why not Why not double up on that? Okay, so yeah, these, these, they come to me at, at Maxwell's Brothers Clothing, uh, uh, Pizza. They come to me with all their fantasy trades, all their fantasy talk, all their fantasy questions. Who should I pick up? I, they had me check the waiver wires for people they should pick up. Uh, some of these leads they're playing in. When I ask, well, who's on the wire? I get this. Nobody, coach. Because, <laughs> hey, these 12, 14, and 16-man league, hey, ain't nothing out there. All we can do now is pray for an injury so somebody can swoop up that player on the wire. That's about as, that's about as bad as it gets when it's uh, when you're in the 12, 14, or 16-man league, man. <laughs> it gets pretty, pretty bad of, of, of what selections are out there. Um, and Travis Kelsey, of course, leads number one with nine receptions for 124 yards. With 21 points. All right. Now we got our defenses. Uh, let's see here. We've got the Raiders, 11 points for one interception, four sacks, one safety, 17, point, uh, 17 points against. The Bears defense with 11 points, one pump of recovery, two sacks, one block, 13 points against. And you know what? They really shouldn't have lost this game. They really shouldn't have, but. Fields turned back in the fields, and uh, the Bears looked like the Bears again. So I guess that was just a big buck this game that we all needed, and then and, and, uh, now the Bears are back to be the Bears. 
All right, Ravens, one interception, one fumble recovery, six sacks, 16 points against, 13 points. And now that I'm live, and now that I have Carl's ear, I've been waiting weeks to say this. And I am—I don't mean to say this in any disrespectful way, and I mean this with the utmost respect for this organization. Uh, Carl, is it time for the Ravens to move on from this offensive coordinator? Like, real talk. I'm sorry, but the offense looks vanilla. It looks old. It looks slow. It does not look like it fits Lamar Jackson's way of football. Like, something needs to change. You, you people can come at it with his about his accuracy or he's not throwing good or this. I get that they're dealing with other injuries again, and, and that sucks too. So hopefully they can make some um some 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 trades by the deadline. But but I personally think this offense is just ugly and old based off that coordinator. Like I think they need to move on from him personally. That's just me. And Carl, if I'm wrong, let me know. If you have any other reasons why the, the Ravens look like they look. Come to coach and let coach know. But I, I, that's what I'm asking you live. Is it is it is it the coordinator? Because I've been screaming the coordinator needs to go since week since week two. Uh, so if I'm wrong, let coach know. Because uh, and let, let you know if there's something else that I'm not seeing, let me know. I'll look into it and and, and correct myself. But I, I really think it's the coordinator. I apologize if I'm wrong about that, but I really think it's the coordinator. He he, they don't look comfortable on offense at all. And again, I, I get it. They're missing pieces. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I really think there may be they they need to go younger at coordinator. I don't know. I don't know. It could just be me seeing something that's not there. Um, but again, uh, Ravens defense thirteen points. Chiefs defense two interceptions, one fumble recovery, four sacks, eight points against, sixteen points, which baffled me, boy. I thought the I thought the Broncos would be a little bit better, but uh, they really needed one more touchdown that they absolutely could not get. <laughs> All right, Vikings defense. One, I can't believe the Vikings defense. Well, they did play the Bears. The Bears. One touchdown, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, five sacks, 13 points against four, and 22 points total. Uh, so good job by the Vikings defense leading that. And last but not least, our beautiful kicking squad. We have Brett Mayer, three for three, uh, over 39 yards and one for one, 40 to 49 yards and two extra points for 15 points. Dustin Hopkins, one for one, 30, over 39 yards and two for three, 49 to 49 yarders and one for one, 50 yard. Nice. And one extra point for 16 points. I think Dustin Hopkins, though, for the Browns. The only problem with my Browns team, with the Browns team for me, with him, is they don't get in the red. They don't get in kick field. Like, it's either they're punting or they're scoring. So this was one of those games where they actually were able to get this this, this kicker active. You know what I mean? Uh, Brandon McManuson, he's another one that's like that. He's a great kicker, but they don't they're never in enough ranges for field either punting or scoring. But for this game, he was two for two for forty to forty nine field goals, uh, one for one fifty yarder, and four extra points for seventeen points. Harrison Buckner, two for two over thirty nine, two for two fifty plus. And one extra point for 18. And the gold leg himself, who actually had one kick stolen from him. But five for five over 39. One over 40 for 49 for a 19-point game. Justin Tucker. Man, you know what's funny? I enjoy watching that game because I just enjoy watching him kick all those field goals. 
Like, dude was just on it. He was just in London and just just knocking them. Like, what? Like, for instance, like, when you're overseas, you don't know what game you're going to get with these NFL teams, right? I don't know if that made them happy or sad, but for me, if I was a fan overseas from another country, it's the fact that I got to see a guy come in and kick all those field goals and not miss one. I would have that that would have actually excited me. Like I was a part of that for that game overseas. Like that, I thought that like Justin Tucker went over there and showed out overseas is what he did. Okay. Uh if you don't think that's what he did, then you don't know football and you don't know kicking. Okay. But that's what he did. He went out there and took that leg overseas and said, I like me now. I loved it. I loved it. He showed up. Uh all right. All right, so those were our fantasy heroes for week six. And now we're going to go into our next segment, which is our fantasy updates. Let me go ahead and find that tag real quick. And while I'm looking for that, I'll check out any any talks, any uh, any chat. Nope, nope, nope. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so let's get into boom, boom. I got to find another save method. There we go. All right. So this one is from, let's see, what page is this? This is Fantasy Football Today. I love their page. I, just, I love their the structure when I'm looking for, like, the scorings. So, uh, basically looking for top scores for each, uh, for each position. Uh, and wait wire pickups. So our first piece we're going to, yeah, we're going to waiver wire pickups. So we have Michael Mayer, tight end, 8% owned. Uh, Zach Evans from the Rams. Yeah, with with uh, Kyron Williams being out, yeah, you may have to go to Zach Evans. I'm not sure how he will do. I don't think got to plug him in to see him. <laughs> hey, at this point in the league, we 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 looking for scraps right now. Okay, anybody gets hurt, I don't care who it is. Oh, you hurt? Come in. You going in? <laughs> uh, Hunt, uh, Kareem Hunt. No, don't do that to yourself. He had a good game. If you can fit him on your bench, I don't see why not, but I wouldn't get too excited. Uh, Jordan Mason is 10% owned, and Elijah Mitchell is 56% owned. And I think Elijah Mitchell is maybe the better, better option over Jordan Mason. However, if McCaffrey is out too long, like if, if, if he's out, and no matter how long he's out, I think they're going to split carries. I think they're just going to go with both. Um. All right, now we got quarterbacks leading the way. Justin Fields at number 10 with 105 points. Uh, Brock Purdy at number nine with 106 points. It's Kirk Cousins at number eight with 108 points. Lamar Jackson at number seven with 112 points. Justin Herbert at number six with 114 points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number five with 116 points. Jared Goff at number four with 116 points. Who has been playing some great football, by the way? Kudos to the Detroit Lions, who are absolutely killing it right now. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa at number three with 121 points. Jalen Hurst at number two with 128 points. And I call it like I see it, and I've been calling him this for years, Mr. Fantasy Guide himself, Josh Allen, 132 points, number one. All right. That is for there's our quarterbacks. Let's move up to – Running backs, top 10 running backs. Let's see, number 10, Kenneth Walker with 91.50 points. Number nine is Tony Pollard with 91.60 points. 
Number eight is Bijan Robinson with 95, 0, 95 points. And, you know, it's funny. He was – what was he ranked in draft? I think he was ranked number seven or six overall. And it's pretty much where he's been for most of the weeks. And I've said it, like, I don't have a big – I don't have a big, like, schedule like they're not winning a lot of games on their schedule six seven games but a lot of that i think is going to be ran by Bijan. anything over that is the it's the entire team and they're winning 10 games but uh, he can carry this game he can carry this game or this team to six seven wins that's not hard and what that he's at 95 so he's like number eight in the top 10 of scoring that's, that's basically what that is uh yandre swift at 95.70 and number seven uh, Devon A. Chain at 101.70 for number, at number six. Zach Moss at 103.60, number five. Kyra Williams, 111 points at number four. Travis Etienne, 115 at number three. <laughs> he jumped up. Uh, Raheem Mostert at 139.40, number two. And Christian McCaffrey at 148. Number one running back. All right, move up to our wide receivers. All right. Number 10 is Devontae Adams at 104. Number nine, Justin Jefferson at 109. And again, Justin Jefferson is going to drop dramatically because he's going to be out for another three weeks. So uh DJ Moore 120, number eight. And that's going to drop just because they're not. He's not doing what he did last week, guys. That's that's that's, and he's not doing what he did the week before that. It's gonna stop. Um, let's see, AJ Brown at number seven. That's gonna go up. One twenty-one. Puka Nakua one twenty-two at number six. Uh, that's gonna go down. Jamar Chase one twenty-three at number five. That's gonna go up. Keenan Allen at one twenty-four forty-six at number four. That'll stay the same. Adam Thielen one twenty-six at number three. That'll go down. Stephon Diggs at one thirty-nine. Number two, that might go down or that might stay the same. And Tyreek Hill is destroying it at 160.80 at number one wide receiver in fantasy football. And I believe, again, right now, if the MVP race is Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, and Tyreek Hill. Those are the three players I have in the MVP. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's oh my gosh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's, it's like they are like, bro, to watch Tyree Hill pull something, cramp, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, and come right back on the field and just act nuts again. Like, like these, like a lot of these players, they're taking it to the next step, they're taking it to the next level. Like, they're not, they're not laying down like the Jets are not laying down. They weren't supposed to win that game, people. They're, Because, see, now I got a problem. How you lose that game with the Jets using three backup cornerbacks, Eagles? Three backup corners. All three of their starters were hurt. All three of them. All three starters. And y'all lost that game? Woo-wee. <laughs> hey, we got we to we 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 check. Hey, Coach, I picked up. Ingram from the Cardinals. Good pickup. 
let me let me let me let me do something real quick. Let me do a little do a little research for you real quick. Let's see here. One second. We're gonna go. I have a special place I like to get a little where I like to di dissect my information. So we're gonna do that live right here. ESPN. All right, let's go running backs. And you said Ingram from the Cardinals. Yeah, because Connor is out another week. And I spoke about him last week. Keontae Ingram. I spoke about him last week. Um, and I want to say, I want to say I was, why was I worried about him? Yeah, that's why I was worried about him. I'm worried about him because of DeMarco, Amari DeMarco. That's why I'm worried about him. Uh, I knew there was a reason why I didn't I, like. I saw something about Demarco's the number one, but uh, or uh, this dude is the number one, even though they're talking about Demarco. But I think Demarco. Let me go look him up real quick. All right, Demarco. Ooh. So it's it's shoot. None of them have DeMarco nor because so so here's the issue. Connor is out, and this coach who thought he had a game plan for this team, he doesn't know what to do with these two running backs. <laughs> uh he yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do with these running backs. Um that's a that's a big I don't know what to do. I I, I tell you what. If it's a deep league, 14, 16, 17, uh, 14, uh, 16 man league, I would go with, I would go with, um, I'll go with Ingram. Reason why he had seven points, he had, he had more points than, 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 uh, than Mercado. Um, so I would, against, yeah, I would, it's a, it's a tough one because who knows how they, what route they go this week. Um, but yeah, I said he got you seven. And if you're in a deep league, like a 14, 16 man league, that seven points is actually really good. Um, and Amari only got three. Uh, yeah, Amari only got three. And I think that is going to continue. So yeah, I'm leaning, I'm leaning on Ingram. I lean on Ingram. This is this DAR2L fantasy coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Then lean on Ingram because you guys are in a, 14 and 16 man league. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. Um <laughs> Teddy, that man call you baby fool, bro. <laughs> Wait, Teddy said you don't need any advice, Cardo. We up this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
He said, Teddy, baby food. Bro, I got me. Yeah, I got you. I got you, Cardo. Of course I got you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm with you. I'm leaning on, uh, I'm leaning with Ingram. Uh, last week when I spoke on both of them, I needed to see who got more, and it was Ingram. Now, I don't, again, I don't know how that's going to play this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but I believe the target value in passing went more towards Ingram than it did Amari. Amari is a third down back, however. But he didn't do nothing at the third down back. And most likely, they're going to use that for blocking. So, I don't know. Because uh, Dobbs, Dobbs pulls a run on third down anyway. So, like, Amari, you know, that's most likely why we're not going to see Amari with the ball on third down because Dobbs can take off on third down. So, uh, yeah, I like I like Ingram better. I actually do. David Montgomery injury is going to kill me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because if you don't have anything else to, to to cover for that, it's gonna hurt. Especially this week, because the bye weeks, ugh, it's gonna be ugly. Don't worry, coach. Pay attention. Hey, come live on Friday. Coach got you. We're gonna go through those starting sits. It's gonna be an ugly week. Week seven, lucky number two, man. But week seven is gonna be ugly. Uh, with these with these with these bye weeks, and it's gonna be like this for a few weeks, bro. We we we're gonna be hurting for a few weeks, everybody. But coach is here. Coach is gonna go through the pain with you. Coach is gonna show you who, the, who who you're not gonna have to go through the pain with. All right. <laughs> all right um all right so before coach signs off on here i have some final thoughts my final thoughts are this i think the narrative of the old nfl is dead here's what i mean i'm 39 years old coach is a part of the old narrative right the old narrative was you needed to be 240-something pounds, 6'5", 6'4", prototypical quarterback, right? That, that's, that's what we called it, all right? Uh, your back. You know, the best back you could have is 6'1", all right? 235, okay? Um, wide receiver, you know, the best wide receiver should be, you know, 6'3", you know, 2'2", 215, right? None of those numbers are even here anymore. We got more five ten wide receivers running crazy routes than in, than ever. Okay, we've got quarterbacks at six one, five ten, six two, who are six six three is the tallest right now almost. Who are who are destroying it? They're, they're destroying it. Okay, and we got we got receivers that are not prototypically running routes. What they're just doing is they're getting open. They're finding a way for their quarterback to get the ball out of their hands. Okay. This is a new – that's my backup for Montgomery. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, if that's your backup, you're going to have to eat that for a little bit. That's all. A couple of weeks you might have to deal with that situation. Uh, but I think the way I saw Richardson get hit and roll over without his arm, the way I saw Bryshawn take smacks from the backside all game, you know, all year, I think he only missed one game. The way C.J. Shroud has not thrown one interception, and the way these receivers are just tearing it up on the field, look, the prototypicalness is over with. We are in a new era of football. 
And what I need to tell people to do is just be patient, let things develop a little bit better, and enjoy this beautiful ride. Tom Brady is gone. Breeze is gone. You understand what I'm telling you? Peyton Manning is gone. Roethlisberger is gone. Okay, Joe Flacco is gone. Uh, uh, Matty Ice is gone. All right? I, I bring those two up because out of those other quarterbacks that I named, you can put them in that caliber because those two quarterbacks, no matter what their teams were, were in the playoffs every year since they were in the rookie. Every single one of them. Uh, uh, Matt, Matty Ice and Flacco. And before his rookie contract ended, Flacco won a Super Bowl. I know his team was great. I understand that. I do. I'm not I'm not a fool to what it was, but he was still the quarterback on that team, and he still played lights out in the playoff series and won the Super Bowl for it. But what I'm saying is that type of football is, is, is gone. What we need to do is accept this new way. Not this five receiver spread crap. I'm not accepting that crap. And this garbage that's bailout, put a goddamn on running back back there and protect my quarterbacks. But the way the quarterback position is played now, the way the running back position is done, the way the receiving position is done, this is a new era. Ah, he did throw one, so he finally got – ah, he finally threw one. Okay, okay, so CJ Stroud finally threw him. But, hey, he threw one interception out of six weeks. I'll take that. Rookie of the year. He is rookie of the year. Um, but let us embrace this new era of football, and let's just enjoy it. Stop complaining about this and that, and let's stop these silly fights. I don't understand now. This new era of football, I don't know what it's doing, but it's bringing a lot of fights in the stadium. Like, stop that. They try the game. What are y'all people doing? Like, what are you doing? And then you sit here, and we get this beautiful fan for the for the for the Los Angeles Chargers who showed nothing but amazing passion and that a horrible loss. Just for you people to go out there and bash her. With a doggone Vikings jersey on, and, and years ago, like she had to come out here and tell people that she moved to Los Angeles in 2017 and became a fan of the Chargers. And that, like, come on, Lady, like, are you serious? I wish somebody would come at coach like that, talking about some you flaking. Come at me if you want to. I know more about these 32 teams than you know about the breasts that come out your mama's milk. Don't play with me. I know football. Don't come for that lady like that, man. That was on that, that was on call. Yeah, I really went and dug up a picture. Of her in a Vikings jersey because she displayed what was the, the passion look too fake for you or something like what? I don't understand some people not people alone. <laughs> Guys, this is a new realm of sports that we're in. Betting is involved. Okay, more fans are gonna show passion. Sometimes that passion involves money. Who cares? It's their passion. Leave their passion alone. They ain't messing with your passion. Let the new era of football just immerse us. Like, let's enjoy what we're going to see. What we're going to see is we're going to see the lack in running back value, but we're going to see a production in field play, meaning it's not that the running back is dead. They're not cutting the position out. They're using that position in other ways. Now, what that does mean, get ready, people. NFL coming in for a long-haul change. Kickers, special teams. Once Justin Tucker and them boys retire, we're going to get a bad thing of kicking, and they're going to change it, and kicking is going to get eliminated real soon. This is why I'm talking to you guys now. 
this is the change I'm talking about now. We these running backs got to get paid. We're not going to keep having the same issue of running into a whole slew of a position that ain't getting no money. Jonathan Taylor got paid, well deserved, but that's that's one. This is going to continue. This fight will continue, but it means something's got to get eliminated. And 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 do let's be let's be real. If you're watching a football game and you're betting money on a football game. Do you really want your hard-earned money being defined by a kick or the fact that that quarterback you put your money on did his job or didn't do his job? Is this a difference where you put your money? I don't want money lying on a field goal. Like, that, that would tear me a new one. Like, especially, like, look, what I mean by is if you take kicking out, it's battled on the 20-yard line. You score a touchdown, right? Yeah. You don't need a field goal. Go for two. Put them bad boys right back on the goal line. Or just put them on the 10-yard line. Back it up a bit. Make it a challenge. Make that two points a challenge. You only got six. But I just I feel like if you if the money has to go somewhere, and there are more injuries in special teams than there are in open field play. Line side hits happen all the time. Pull things, there's a lot going on. And look. A lot of people kick that ball over the end zone anyway, and you start from the 25. So what are you really doing? Tell me what the point is then, if that's all we're starting games at. We're starting them off at the 25 to the kicker's kicking over. He's kicking it over, kicking it behind out of bounds as it is. So so what's really the point? Oh, flex help. Kareem Hunt, Jalen Warren, or Jamison Williams? Uh, let me give me a second. Let's see what my boy did this week. Mr. Williams, let's see. How did you do this week, buddy? You had two receptions for 53 yards. He had a touchdown, though. You are playing Baltimore. Hmm. Kareem Hunt, let's go look at you. Kareem Hunt, you are playing. Let's see. You are going up against Indiana. You had 12 carries for 47. I think that's going to pick up. That's going to be about what you do, too. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I like Kareem Hunt against Indiana, to be quite honest. They're hurting with their quarterback being out. They're feeling, they're going to be in their feelings a little bit. And they might get attacked a little bit uh, in this game because they're a little bit, uh, they're, they're under man. I get it. They got a backup quarterback. Come on, let's, let's miss you guys. Let's, let's be real. Um, Richardson was the leader of this team. Uh, they're going to run the ball. You might see now that they running back, their quarterback is out. You might see more Jonathan Taylor in this game uh, for 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 Indianapolis. But I'm going with Kareem Hunt in the flex. Yep, I like Kareem Hunt more in the flex. Um, Warren plays the Rams. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. I go. I would go with Kareem Hunt against the Colts. And it's it's because he can catch. Um, in the Colts. 
they're gonna they're gonna move the ball on the ground a little bit better. Like they're not gonna play to, they're not gonna play air ball. It's gonna be ground ball, and they're gonna use both running backs. I think Kareem Hunt is gonna get in the end zone at least once. Rams rushing defense is pretty cool. Absolutely. So yeah, I would stay away from Warren. And there is nothing on the Steelers' offensive uh, running back team that really says I, Warren is, may have taken the job from Harris, but it's not saying that he's warranted a start on anybody's team, not even a flex. Um, Kareem Hunt has shown that, especially going up against um, the 49ers defense. Okay, so for him to do that against 49ers defense, I feel more confident against, uh, with him going up against um, uh, the Colts defense. Absolutely. Let's see. I will start hunting against the Colts. Yeah, hunting against the Colts. All right, guys. So, um, with that being said, I enjoyed today. I really, really did. Like, this is so cool. Um, like, Coach is going live every week. <laughs> this ain't this 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 is not a one time thing anymore. Uh, Coach is here. Um, I'm not sure how I'm gonna fluctuate the hours yet. I try to do everything in the morning time uh, to give everybody more afternoon time to to even like if you missed the live show, you can come back in the afternoon and, and, and rewatch and get all the information that you may have missed. Um, so I try not to want, I don't want to be too late because I want you guys to have all this information out as early as possible. And then, you know, if I'm up as early as I can be, you got the early, hey, early birds get the best questions. Hey, right? I wish I could come on Mondays and Tuesdays before waiver wire stuff so I can give out those waiver wire informations. You guys are on your own when it comes to that. What I will do on Wednesday, because uh, I can't do the Tuesday or, Tuesday or Monday, what I'll do on Wednesdays is I'll talk more waiver wires. Uh, so if you guys did make moves, I can talk about them live. Or if you, you can basically come on and, hey, hey, coach, I picked this person up off the wire. What do you think? You know, do it that way. That way you're getting uh, uh, your live answer from coach right then and there. And that gives you time to drop or absolutely, you know, make sure you plug that player into your lineup. For Carl. Because, you know, a couple of those championships was us getting by the Ravens. Ah! Oh, Michigan, don't lose, please. <laughs> Swear to God, I've I've been I've been running my mouth for since the season started, bro. Don't don't Michigan, don't lose, because it just gives Carl every fuel to come at coach, and I gotta sit there and take it. Please, please, please don't lose, please don't lose. And I know he's gonna put a bet up against coach, and I'm gonna lose that bet because I'm gonna take the bet because I have to because it's Michigan. Ah, oh. so please, please don't do that. Michigan, please don't don't make your fluky record. Have you losing to Michigan State? I, don't, I, I coach don't need that. Okay, coach really doesn't. I don't need the badgering from Carl, even though I've been badgering him all season. Anyway, <laughs> this was fun. Coach had a great time. I hope you guys had a great time with Coach. And again, I'm here tomorrow. Uh, we're going over to see tomorrow's episode. We got um, what is it? We, oh, we're talking about uh, Thursday night football. Absolutely. And any fantasy news or updates that come up. Um, and so join me tomorrow if you have any more fantasy questions uh, so I can slip those questions in for you guys and answer them live right here on the show. If you guys have anything else, I'll be here tomorrow. Hold up. I will start Hunt against the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunt against the Colts. We already discussed that. All right. So Coach is out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.
Thank you for staying to the end. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe, and also hit that notification button so you can be notified next time we put out a video. If you're listening on any podcast platform, subscribe and hit that notification button, y'all, so you can be notified we put out another podcast audio. And last but not least, hit that share button. No matter what you're listening to or, or watching it, hit that share button and send it to somebody that you know that would love to watch this episode you just listened to. So once again, thank you for staying to the end, and we'll see y'all the next episode.